Welcome to Touched by Grace, an outreach of Grace for the Nation's Church here in the city of Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information, visit us on the web at gftnc.org. And now, here's Touched by Grace. This is the revelation. The revelation is we think we know, but it's always easier for us to know for somebody else than it is to know for ourselves. I know what your problem is. I know what your problem is. Yeah, I know. I know what your problem is. What you need to do is, and this is what you need to do. And if I was you, stop right there. If you were me, we wouldn't be having this conversation unless you'd be talking to yourself. Let you figure that one out. If I were you. Tell you what. I'm going to do the best that I can do in being me and becoming the me that God wants me to be. And I'm going to start by humbling myself and saying that I really don't know what I'm doing. That's the first step to greatness is to say, I don't know what I'm doing. Let me learn. Now, you don't stay there and you don't play this false humility and you don't pretend like, you know, when you do know like you don't know when you do know. In fact, you use what you have. Here's a statement that I'd like to leave with you as we get ready. You know what? And the question, what have I learned that I'm able to teach? The scripture in James starts out says, look, brothers and sisters, don't be many teachers. Because one passage says that when we are teaching, we have need that we be taught. So don't get quick to be a teacher. Don't be quick to tell somebody that this is what they ought to do because we're going to be judged with a greater judgment. I know my calling in God is to be a teacher and that carries a lot of weight. In fact, the word educate means to educe or to draw out of as a result of putting weight upon the word learning in the Bible talks about weight. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. There's an association with the definition of those words yoke and learn. So, so it starts out saying, be careful of wanting to teach unless you really know what comes with that. This is a warning because people want to be able to take it and teach it, but they haven't learned it. I haven't learned enough to do all that I want to do. So I'm still learning. I still study the Bible. I still read scripture. I still meditate and memorize. I still cross-reference. I still go to the Greek and to the Hebrew. I still got concordances. I still search the internet for answers and Google ain't it. You know, Google is but one search engine. And most of us think that's it, right? I got it on the Google. There's the Bible and then there's the Google. So what have I learned that I am able to teach? Hmm. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. And then he says, go ye into all the world. And what you, what you going to teach? Only what you've learned. Look at somebody say, I just got a little bit. I know some of your containers just got smaller, didn't you? Just start bringing your containers in like, you know, this is too much space for all this, for all this lack of knowledge. The Bible says that we perish for the lack of knowledge. If there's perishing in our lives, that means that we don't know something in that area. And I'm not just talking about earthly knowledge. I'm not talking about that. We'll get to that in a minute. The next question, another question. What are the words that frame my world? What are the words? What are the words that come out of my mouth? What do I say about my condition and my situation? Well, you know how it is. You know, we, we just poke folks. We've been poke folks for generations. Well, Satan, the Lord rebuke the thought of being poor for another 400 years. Yeah, I rebuke the thought of, you know, once broke, always broke. No. 
So, so what I want you to consider, I want you to think for a moment that the words that come from our mouths frame our world. Hebrews, the 11th chapter, tells us that, that the worlds were framed by faith, but by the words that were spoken out of the mouths of people, out of the mouth of God. God literally put us here based on a word being spoken. And let there be. And there was. And so the worlds that we live in is framed by the words that come out of our mouths. I'm challenging your vocabulary. Challenging. The next one. What can I do differently knowing what I know now? Now is the operative term here. Now is the focus word. What I know now. What can I do differently based on what I know now? Hmm. See, I made a fool out of myself then. Now I'm not going to make a fool out of myself anymore because I know something now that I didn't know then. This is maturity talking here. I don't care how much faith you say you have or how many times you want to proclaim the word, name, claim, believe, receive, blab, grab, got to have until God decides to move. You got nothing. There's nothing unless God moves, unless it's according to his will, unless it's in his will, unless he says, oh, I got favor. I got favor. Well, what happened? You got the devil's footprint on the side of your face right there. Where's there? There's no favor there. Well, what I know now is that I have to do some things in order to stay in the grace and in the favor of God. To stay in the grace because we all got favor. Just by virtue of the fact you can breathe in. Go ahead and breathe. Blink. Open them back up. You can open them up. See, now that's favor right there. Because there's some people who can't do that on their own. There's apparatuses that's causing them to do that. There's people who wish they could blink and they can't. What I want you to consider is that there are things that we can do differently now that we know what we know. Now that you know what you know about them, you can do something different about y'all. Now that I know what I know about me, there can be something different that comes out of us. This was revelation for me. This was like, whoo. It's amazing what traveling and flying would do. You just, you know, you get up in the air and God just give you all kinds of stuff, you know. I think for a moment that that perhaps the turning point is a process that takes time and it's not a sudden turn. Have you ever been in a car and they missed their turn or were about to miss their turn and they just the driver just made a sudden sharp turn and just slammed you against the window and everything? Well, God's not God's not trying to slam you. God is not slamming you. Look at somebody say God's not slamming. No, 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 no. God wants the turn to be smooth. He wants the turn to be to be over time. I watched a ship. I watched a ship. I was in Florida last week and, and, and I watched a huge ocean liner ship just stories, stories high. I watched it come into the port and it literally turned into a parking space It just turned. But it took almost an hour to do that. It almost took an hour. I kept looking and I come back and I look and it'd be just a little further along and a little further along and a little further along and a little. It was so big. You see, when something is that large, look at somebody say, you're great. You are great. You are great. I didn't say you were large. I just said you were great. You were great. When something's that great, it's not going to turn suddenly. It's going to turn over time because a sudden turn had that thing tipped over. What I come to realize, though, is that the depth of a thing, the depth perception is oftentimes underestimated. You don't know how deep you really are until you have to until you have to go through something. You really don't know how deep you are or not until the top gets cut off. Right. You start relying on the roots when those branches get clipped and the roots are supposed to be as deep, if not deeper than the branches that you see up top. God wants us to be able to stand in these days as mature men and women of God, making choices, making decisions, and always willing to make a turn when we need to make a turn. The turning point starts today. Today. So 
what thoughts occupy my mind most of the time? <laughs> Don't say them out loud because we'd have to start the altar call all over again. In fact, I don't think you should ever speak all of your mind to anybody. Say, save some, okay? Sow some, save some, spend some. It's valuable. But don't give your whole mind away. Even when you give people pieces of your mind, be selective of who you give a piece of your mind to. Because what's the difference between a piece of your mind and peace of mind? You say it's the spelling. Yeah, okay. No, no, no. What's the difference between, it's a play on words, but, but what's the difference between you giving somebody a piece of your mind? I'm going to just tell them what I'm thinking. So what are you going to do with the void? Now that you gave me the piece of your mind, you gave her a piece, him a piece, them a piece. You've given everybody all the pieces and now you got this, hello, 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 hello. Are you in there, in there, in there, in there? No, 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 no. Where you at, at, at? <laughs> I'm scattered all over the place <laughs> and we're scattered because we have given out all the pieces. But what occupies what's in that space? What are you thinking about most of the time? That's how we check ourselves for turning, turn the channel. Do you know that commercials only last for a certain number of seconds for a reason? Because our attention span really is only so long, which means that whatever it is that you're thinking of, you're only going to think of it for so long before you have to move on and think of something else like you're doing right now. I got to talk really, really fast to catch up with your thoughts and try to keep you. I got to stay ahead of the game. I got to give you something else to think about, another picture, another word, another video, something to keep you going because your thoughts are changing by the millisecond. But what fills up all of that seconds, those seconds become minutes, those minutes become hours, those hours become days, those days become weeks, those weeks become months, those months become years. And before you know it, you have spent 12 years waiting for him to come back from the store. He ain't coming back. <laughs> Y'all. You spent all day long mad at what she said last week. In fact, was that yesterday or was that a week ago she said that? I've just been thinking about it ever since. Which means that the space that we call our mind has now been filled with frivolous, non-productive things that don't move us any closer to our turning point. You might get to your boiling point, but not your turning point. Because if you keep thinking the same thoughts, you're going to keep getting the same manifestations. And if the same manifestations keep coming in your life, I got to think differently. I got to fill this space with something else. Instead of thinking about you, thinking about me, thinking about you, I need to think about him. I'm thinking about you, thinking about me, thinking about you. No, and I should be thinking about him and what his thoughts are. And you can hear it real quick. Jeremiah, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, thoughts of good and not of evil, to bring you to an expected end and to give you peace. So he's thinking, <laughs> I know the thought. That's your favorite scripture, right? That's his, that's his theme scripture. You know how every hero has theme music? He got a theme scripture. I know the thoughts. I know some of y'all's favorite scriptures just by virtue of what comes out of your mouth. Which means you're living that. That's who you are. That's who you are. I know those of you who trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding and all your ways, you acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. I know you. I know those. I know those who says he who begun a good work is faithful to complete it. He ain't done with me yet. Keep watching. I know you. I know you. I know you because what you're meditating on comes out of your mouth. And what comes out of your mouth shapes your world. And what shapes your world forms your habits. And what shapes your habits creates your thoughts. And it becomes a cycle. And it becomes a cycle. And if you're not happy with it, change it. Look at somebody and say, uh-oh. You mean I can change it? You mean that I can make a decision today to do something different so that next week this time I'm not sitting here looking at Pastor Lachey like this? God keeps his word. So if you want to move, God speak his word. 
You want God to do something? Remind him of what he said. Remember God, you said. No, 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 no. Your scripture said that Luke said that Jesus said that you said. Now you got a he say, she say thing going on there. Now, now God has got to respond. He's got to somehow tend to you. In those last few verses, this is the comparison. And I wanted to share this with you before we left. If you are wise and you're endued with knowledge, show it out of your conversation and your works with meekness of wisdom. If you are wise and you have understanding, show it by your good behavior and your deeds of gentleness and wisdom. So that means that our habits, and this is all in there right there, our habits, our mentality, our vocabulary has to show that we have the wisdom of God. The wisdom of God. Now, how does the wisdom of God get to us? And we're almost there. The wisdom of God gets to us a couple of different ways. (laughs) It comes to us by virtue of us trusting God. It comes to us by virtue of us learning God. And it comes to us by virtue of us demonstrating what we know. You, you get more by doing more. You take what you have, you use it, God gives you more. You say, well, is that scripture for that? Of course there is. If God, if God, if God has anything in the earth, he's got some willing vessels that's willing to pour out what they have. Paul said, I have received of the Lord, so that's what I'm giving you. Jesus says, I'm only telling you what my father told me to tell you. So everything that we receive from someone else of God comes from God, but it now puts them in the position to get more from God. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying you got to use what it is that God has given you. We have to somehow utilize the verses that we've learned. We've got to utilize the principles and the habits that we've come to know. If we turn in the right direction, a turn in the right direction can make all the difference in the world and prepare us for the great things of God. Godly wisdom. Somebody say, I need wisdom. Always exceeds earthly knowledge. Godly wisdom. Godly wisdom. It's going to supersede the world every time. Godly wisdom exceeds earthly knowledge. So I know you know, right? You've been listening to Touched by Grace, an outreach of Grace for the Nation's Church in Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information, log on to our website, gftnc.org, or call us, 616-974-9128. Our mission here at Grace for the Nation's Church is to reach the diverse people of the world by teaching biblical principles and life application of the Scripture. Despite the present-day challenges facing individuals, families, and our communities, we believe there is hope.